Hell yeah, dude. Remember this? Remember doing this? The fun employment files? I do. We would just come in here and just start talking. And uh, for those of you guys that don't, haven't been listening that long. None of you have. In uh, 2015, we started this podcast, the, the Pillow Fort Radio. And then I got laid off from my job, essentially fired since they never brought me back. And uh, so once or twice a week, me and old Chucky would get together and just do something we called the fun employment files. Where's the... Uh... Yeah, there it is. Oh, and we the, had the Yeshiva of Yaba. I was headed over there yeah. on her. We did the something called, we called the fun employment files, and I thought I was being fucking clever, but I, I did a Google search of it, and like there's all kinds of other people that have done things called fun employment. <laughs> well, yeah. So whatever. But uh, this is what we did, and uh, it's really just uh, a ramble. We don't really fucking do anything. So there'll be no segments. Well, let's kick this off with a bang, though. Okay. There is a group that I didn't know about, a punk band called the Jasons. The Jasons, yeah, I know they, the Jasons. They are dressed up as Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. So here's yeah, they're from of, West Virginia, I think. Here's one of their songs, and it's a great song. I have friends that are friends with them, at least. sound like they look you know no definitely not because they look like they're gonna be a little bit more hardcore but it's more more pop punk baby well it sounds like uh they look like they'd be like somebody like that piece of shit band slipknot or one of those yeah yeah they they suck yeah i like this uh i don't know where they're actually from because it says crystal lake new jersey (laughs) but they've (coughs) they've played at uh the uh parrot have they probably um the glass. I know they played at the Parrot because I'm pretty sure not Jerks, but Miniature Giant opened John, up for him. John's old band, John Will Shatter's old band, opened up for him or played with him. I don't know. If That's awesome. Up. But yeah, they're they've played around here, definitely. I just love punk music so much. You've made that abundantly clear <laughs> over the last few weeks. Yeah, I know it's been a bit much. <laughs> Did it just kick off? It's uh, or really short. It was Alexa. Oh fuck Alexa. Suck my pussy, Alexa. Uh, She's actually... Okay. <laughs> I should do Alexa search child porn. <laughs> she won't. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't do that. <laughs> but it'd be great if she would, and the people listening to this, their Alexas would just do that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's a nice Sunday... Can we call it evening? It's still afternoon, I guess. I think evening starts at five, doesn't it? Yes. It, well, no. Who I, gives a I shit? I would say evening starts at about four, maybe three. Okay, so it's evening. We're going to call yeah. it this evening. Yeah. It's a nice Sunday evening. Worked oh. an overtime shift. Fuck yeah, you did. Because you're a good boy. Yeah. Probably going to put this Meh. out on Wednesday. Wednesday. I think so. 
Do we oh. name the Fun Employment Files episode? We never give them names. It's just... Uh, it's, this a different, is, it's a different brand. Yeah, this is 48. Yeah. This is number 48. I think the only person that's never been on the Fun Employment Files Elena. is Elena. Yeah. Uh, oh. mm. We need to give her our own show. We should. I, I Gab would. and gals. I, I would give if she wanted to if she could come up with 45 minutes to an hour of a show to do every week I would let her come in here and record it sure it'd be great I don't give a shit I'd produce for her you've never uh, said it's okay for me to do the fantasy, fantasy podcast yes I though. have I'm kidding man <laughs> I definitely have I said you can either come here and do it or you can uh, record it I've never been phone. able to get my shit together enough to do it is yeah what it is. anytime you want to you can do that and you can send me a you can record it into your phone I'll give you a microphone to take home and you can record it into your computer or you can just come up here and we can do it one evening. We might just, you might just help me set up my computer where I can do, do them on my own. Cause my computer is virtually new. It's ba- it's basically unused. Yeah. So. I could show you how to do it. It's a Dell. It's just a small red one. You know, it's yeah, just download the, uh, the program mm-hmm. that I use or whatever program you want, but th- this is the only one I know how to use. And, uh, <coughs> you can get a mic like that one. And I have a cord that'll just take it and plug it right into there. And that's all you need, really. Hmm. And then you can send it to me, and I can do the uh, fine-tuning of it and make it sound okay. Gotcha. But anyway, what's what's going on? This is sort of a spur-of-the-moment thing. I don't know. You have an announcement to make? Are you signing with the Miami Heat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> God, imagining me playing basketball was just a ridiculous. It would be hilarious. You could do like a Jim Baker press conference. I have sinned. I've sinned against you. <laughs> oh, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is the biggest piece of shit ever. Have you been keeping track of what's going on? Okay, with him? now hold on. Biggest piece of shit ever. Well, no, I mean that is hyperbole. I mean you got. I mean his dad, Paul Pot. You got. <laughs> well, I mean. Every time they bring up atheists, that's the one that Hannity has in the fucking holster. Just wait. Pol Pot. Pol Pot. <laughs> Stalin. Pol Pot. Were they really atheists? Atheists? Yes. I mean, that's cool and all, but Hitler was uh, Catholic. Not really. Well, I mean. He was he was a member of the Catholic Church. That doesn't make him Catholic. Yeah, I guess not. Um, I, mean, every, I mean, evil has no bounds. It goes across all of the... All of the races, religions, sure, ideologies. That's that's one of the things that gets me is that I got in an argument um, with a girl, and she basically alluded to the fact that it was only white people that were evil. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that. I'm like, no, um, we're all human, and every human being has the same capacity. And that's the thing. You know, so people don't. Some people don't understand that we're all the same thing. Right. We're, we're all. We're humans. exactly the same. If you want equality. You have to have it across the board. That's what it is. I believe in everybody and every single person's capacity for good and evil equally. I mean, that, that and that helps you if you don't give them the same capacity for evil. That actually helps you dehumanize them. So mm-hmm. that happened to the Native Americans. Like they would talk about the poor, noble savages and all that stuff. No, they were people with yeah. the same capacities and fears and, and hopes as, as everybody else. A lot of cannibals. <sighs> Debatable, I suppose. Uh, the I'm hearing some things about the Comanches being absolutely buck wild. Well, they were extremely warlike, um, but you know, for us, for anybody to say that, I mean, we're both descended from the Celts. You talk about a group of people who are extremely fucking warlike. You know, and that's they, all it can do to keep from fighting every day. Well, 
<laughs> I'm saying we're descended <laughs> from it. We're not, you know. Yeah. What what that means it's in our DNA somewhere. Um the Romans conquered everybody. The Greeks conquered everybody. You know, so it's to say that, you know, that that's what I'm saying is that everybody's equal and everybody has the same propensity. But I, but I do believe cultures can influence you to be either that's true, either more or less. You know, the Romans were extremely warlike. That was their culture. They conquered people who weren't so warlike. You know, you, there, there are pacifist cultures and they're, you know, and they're usually more pastoral. They're usually not because to get it something to a larger scale, you kind of have to be warlike. That's just the way it goes. You can't in a nice way. Expand. You have to conquer your neighbors. So, if the lands are empty, fine, and nobody's claiming them. But I guarantee somebody's in those lands, and when you claim them, that's not yours. So, yeah. Um, uh, uh, I've just read, uh, not read, but I've read articles and heard like podcasts about the Comanches, how they were sword. They were um as good as the uh, fucking. Oh, sorry. Put that registered <laughs> as the Mongols on horses. Like they could, I they would were say they riding were, on the horses and they could shoot their. I would arrows. say they were better. Yeah, and the the British or whoever it was trying to conquer the West had to get off of their horses to shoot their guns, right. and then reload. Right. Well, they they were rapid firing their arrows. That was just a means for them to get from A to B. Yeah, it wasn't a mean. They weren't fighting on them, you know. And uh, I don't even think the Romans really fought from horseback. Not much, anyway. They were largely infantry, so. It's weird how horses um, made their way from here to everywhere else because apparently North America is their native continent. Um, I don't know, probably, but there was a, a, a species of horse that are not related. It's called the toad horse. They had toes on their instead of hoofs. I'm gonna look that up. Um, That's interesting. They shit. were wiped out by by uh, Native Americans. T o e d horse. I'm guessing. Yeah. Toad horse. I bet there's only a drawing. There should be paintings and stuff, representations. They look wild. Yeah, and it's uh, they look they're different from a regular horse. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, hmm. You know, South America never had the horse. Horse that lives even earlier than Mes- Mesohippus, called Hyrosith. Hyrosotherium had five toes. As horses gained speed, the number of toes decreased. Maybe earlier relatives of the horse even went extinct because they could not run fast enough or grind enough grass to eat. They went extinct in Miocene Epoch in Asia and Africa. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then it also says, uh, can a pigeon-toed horse be corrected? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with a pigeon-toed horse, man? Yeah, it amazes me that there were so many uh, people only equate lions in Africa. Lions were in Europe; they were uh, into Northern Europe. I mean, there were lions that were almost genetically identical to African lions in North America, and they were wiped out by people huh. because they're a competitor. And then there were dire wolves. There were um, dire wolves are gigantic, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they were actually a real thing. Um, Small, the size of a pony. God damn. Um, <laughs> actually, all the mammals of that period were larger because the earth was colder. There was more resources. Animals get smaller when it gets warmer, including people. Yeah, like people and and usually in uh, well, there are there are exceptions, but people usually in in, in warmer climates are going to be smaller than people in, in colder climates. 
said they weighed around 150 pounds of dire yeah. wolf. That's a big ass motherfucker. But you have to know that's a mean. That's that's the mean. That's not yeah. exceptional. They're probably exceptional. There's wolves like weighed two hundred, two forty, or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are cave bears. There were cave lions, which were gigantic lions. There was a cave uh, gorilla. Uh, it was called uh, something Giganticus. Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Yes, that's what uh, I'm guessing. That's what everybody. That's where Bigfoot came from. It's possible they exist, but I don't think so. We would have found one by now. Um, well, Gigantopithecus existed, but I, sure. they, they think that all because the uh, Native Americans have so many words for Sasquatch. Yes, so there was something like that somewhere. You know, definitely. Damn, cave bear was a species of bear that lived in Europe and Asia during the Pleistocene, 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 and became extinct about twenty four thousand years ago during the last glacial maximum. The word "cave" and the scientific name. Spileus I'm I'm good at reading. Are for, used like for spelunking, you know. Uh-huh. Have uh, are are used because fossils of the species were mostly found in caves. Okay. Right. They didn't live in caves. Those are some fucking caves. horses, dog. Yeah. Jesus. There were uh, giant sloths, which they think the last giant sloth went extinct only like 2000 years ago. Like they found uh they think there were still some in in South America. Um, poor sloths What a useless animal they are No not the giant ones they're Not different. the giant ones But the ones we got now Well Poor bastards haven't, They're like turtles You gotta help them Across the road Sure but they, they're like Hey man there's a geni- But there's an evolutionary Advantage to that somewhere You know it's just It's like, like, it's they, like pandas They're not They're practically useless They're trying to die Exactly they're like, They oh. don't want to mate They're like Fuck it We've had our She we, looks just like me run. We've had a good run <laughs> Just let it go I forget whose Whose comedy that was Whose bit that was The song about trying to get the Panda's the mate And she's like She looks just like me yeah. oh, What am I A narcissist <laughs> um, Lots of wild animals You know as in, as in crazy You know That were during The age of mammals I mean because If If there's a If there's a gap If there's If there's a niche To be taken care of Life will find it And they will exploit it So at one point You had mammals That were challenging The biggest dinosaurs They were like You know Getting there was nothing nearly as big as, say, a brontosaurus or anything like that. For some reason, dinosaurs had a, had a much uh, well. For one thing, the planet was different. It was, it was uh, I think we were, had a lot more oxygen or something. Like sure, that. and it was I don't just, know. You know really. it was, but also, they're just they're that kind of life is now the reason it's extinct. They became the birds because the birds are more efficient. So they were not reptiles. I actually had to have a conversation with somebody the other day. They said they were reptiles, right? And I was just like, are you reading a fucking textbook from 1930 or 1950? <laughs> They're not fucking reptiles. I mean, it's just... that's, that's I mean, a, they, they have rep, reptilian cousins, I guess. Well, like is a, there is a link between the two. Yeah, like Look, crocodiles and shit. Those are kind of reptiles, right? Crocodiles are reptiles. Yeah. And it, so. Reptiles are built horizontally they're because their heart can't be... They have a two-chamber heart. It can't be pumped vertically. Gravity goes against that So An animal getting big enough The blood would It would be constantly Passing out Because it's sort just of, too big Sort of like an old car You had to back up a hill Yeah It's <laughs> a good analogy Gravity flow Yeah um, <laughs> Then the fuel pump Came along And you could drive Normal <laughs> yeah. um, Then you had uh, The birds that were 
you know, you had some dinosaurs that had feathers. The shift had begun, like the Archaeoptics. It, it, it had started to shift that way. And they think that some of even some of the larger dinosaurs might have had feathers that we they're don't. They're figuring that out now. Some of them might even have fur. That's weird. You know, is that it they is they're a link between mammals and reptiles and birds? Is it is it a it's a progenitor species? So, hmm. dinosaur feathers. Let me see. I think there was a fossil found recently that had feathers. A feathered dinosaur is any species of dinosaur possessing feathers. You, you, you don't say. <laughs> well, this includes all species of birds. Recent evidence supports the hypothesis that many, if not all, non-avian dinosaur species also possess feathers in some shape or form. That's crazy. It is crazy. Hmm. Finally, you can see dinosaurs in all their feathered glory. I'm guessing. I'm guessing they've uh, done some recreations. Mm-hmm. National Geographic. I mean, everybody knows that the dinosaur bones were put here by God to test our faith. And uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Hicks had one of the best things. God, that that crazy cosmic comedian. <laughs> First dinosaur tail found uh, preserved in amber. Uh, the tail of a 99 million year old uh, dinosaur, including bones, soft tissue, and even feathers, has been found preserved in amber, according to a report published today in the journal. Current biology. There it is. There's yeah. even a little bug in there. Mm. Now what they should do is take the DNA from that and make new dinosaurs. I don't think that's possible. I think they should do it. They they were wanting to do that with a woolly mammoth, I think. Uh, but mammoths, you know, the mammoths were still alive when they were laying the foundations of the pyramids. Oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely wild. It is. It's uh, and. Cleopatra was was closer to uh, our time with the. They said she's closer to the building of a Pizza Hut than she is the clo- <laughs> to the building of a, of a pyramid. That's actually true because she was not. Like I said, I had that discussion with people before. She was not Egyptian. She was Greek. So a lot of people want to say she's black. That's not accurate at all. I don't. Even know. the original Egyptians were not black. Now they had been conquered by some black skinned peoples, and some of the and some of the. Uh, the pharaohs that sat in the latter part of Egypt were black. You know, um, I've even heard of something that I, I've heard that Hannibal was black, and they've have found evidence. I'd be willing to entertain that idea, but if you're going by what the original Carthaginians were, they were not black; they were Phoenicians. So they were a, a, people from Phoenix or Phoenicians. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were Semitic people. So Semitic, yeah, Arabic, mm. or hem or Hemetic. So. Either or, you know, it's uh, probably more like the people of uh, Lebanon or, um, you know, Lebanon is known for its big tall cedar trees. Isn't that where Beirut is? Yes. Boy, did you see that explosion? Yeah, it's bad. It's fucked it up. It's real bad. I'm wondering what happened there. I think it was just they had some stuff laying, uh, laying around and it just was not well tended. And those kind of things happen if you're not careful. I don't think there's any kind of evidence it was a terrorist attack. Or that. Yeah, so no, but that's were, what they're trying to sell, you know. Because uh, Trump could have, that advances Trump's agenda. So, yes, it said that uh, it's possible that it was like you said, some old uh, material just laying around that had a, a half life of something or other, and it didn't get disposed of properly. Yep. And blood owl, fucking leveled. Yep. I mean, it's. Uh, 
I mean, the, you could you feel the shockwave. I saw the the shockwave was visible miles away. I mean, did you see that the shockwave yeah. was visible? That's crazy. People are wondering how the how uh, how people get so such good footage of it. It's because there was a fire going on at the same like at the. They place. had one where people were having a, a a wedding. The lady was having a wedding, and it swept over the wedding. Everybody was okay. But you know all this shit. You know, camera shook and all this stuff. There was an earthquake this morning. Yeah, five point two in North Carolina. A lot of people felt it here. I must have been asleep when it happened. I'm not sure. I think maybe I might have felt it at work. I don't know. I remember, but, it, but it'd be impossible to know because that place is just always rumbling. Yeah, you know, so. I, th- I did feel one one time at Auctions. It was just a little shaky shake there. Yeah, and uh, Jesus. And there was no. I thought a train was going by, but there was no train. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. There's a little bit of an earthquake just now. It's insane. See, what's crazy is is that we're at the plant are so accustomed to the sounds that we always hear and how they feel is that when something is different, even though it's the same volume and all that stuff, we know it's different. Yeah. Like, boom, like, hey, that ain't. That's not. That's not them dumping metal. That's not something. So we're all on alert. You've never seen so many people so attuned to the place around them. You know what I mean? Like, and knowing just by, by looking at it or how it's reacting to how you're stoking it, there's not something, there's something wrong with that furnace. There's something that's not right. We got to check it. Nine times out of ten, the, the furnace operator knows. Like it was a big water leak, and the guy running the furnace was like, "There's something not right with that furnace." And the supervisor's like, "Well, man, we can't see anything and all that stuff." He's like, "I'm telling you, there's something wrong with that furnace." And finally, I found out it had a huge water leak, and like it was really dangerous, you know. And and that's not. I mean, that's not the supervisor's fault. It's just. You know, he had to go with what he saw. You know, yeah. he didn't really see anything, and he could have been wrong. But I knew the guy wasn't wrong. You know, it's just like he's been working here a long time. And he knows his shit. He knows something's wrong. Does everybody usually run the same one too? And yeah, so you they try to do that. You know, um, so you know your kid, like absolutely, it's your baby. Absolutely, it make, makes it safer that way. That makes sense. Is like a um, run a torch or whatever, and like a acetylene torch. And you just feel there's something wrong with yeah. it, and then it blows up whenever somebody else uses it. Yeah, you know. Have you ever seen a settling torch blow yeah. up? Yeah. Did it hurt the person? It hurt. My brother got hurt. Really? Yeah. Did it blow up the tank or just blow up the blow up the hose? He was yeah. fine, but it, it hurt him a little bit. Yeah. The craziest thing I've ever I've ever seen is there was uh, I was working at Oak Hill Garbage, and they were fixing a tire. They were filling it up and it blew, and there was a hole this big and got blew the got through the air across the room. Jesus, was it a tr- big truck tire? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> if it had blown up, it probably killed everybody in there, you know. And that's a, that's one, all these jobs, man. That I, I've worked all these dangerous jobs and have narrowly avoided so many things. I almost got my fingers ripped off on the railroad. Fuck. Uh, they the coupled up. My hands were here, and it coupled up and grabbed my gloves. The end of my gloves. That had been my hands. My fingers are gone. Gone. There's nothing you could do to save them. One time, somebody they had a little lathe there in the uh, in the wheel unit shop there at uh, Oxshire's, just a, a lathe to uh, do a little bit of facing or whatever, whenever something needed it. And a guy went over there and was running it and didn't take his gloves off, got his arm wrapped up in it. Oh God! Yeah, it was fucked. There was, he's okay now, but he was fucked for a while. There was a place in Belleville they used to call the Finger Shop because these guys. I knew. I knew a f- which holler. Bellevue, Bellevue, oh, yeah. Ohio. Okay, and uh, I knew personally two guys who had got fingers ripped off. Like one of them, the guy was. That, it's the craziest thing because he was a normal guy. 
Todd him and my friend Todd. Well, we weren't really friends because nobody really liked me. Up there. You're acquaintance, Todd. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was a weird thing for some reason because I was from West Virginia. I was less, you know, but um, which we both agree with. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're completely right not to like. Absolutely. Me. <laughs> I'm worthless. I'm human slime. Um, but he he was perfectly fine and okay. And then the next day, time you see him, he didn't have any fingers. Hmm. Well, he had these fingers left. His his inner fingers right here got torn off. So he had rock fingers left. Yeah, so he could still do. That. And the thing that killed him was he was uh, he was a, used to be a he'd race motorcycles and he couldn't do it anymore. Oh, dude, that yeah, sucks. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I liked him, but he was just man that that really affected him. He became a dickhead because he drank. Yeah, that's what and, happened. Uh, my my brother, he was a big uh, marathon runner. He never won or anything, but he's like doing it. And then he got in that real bad car wreck and he couldn't run anymore, and everything just kind of went downhill after that. You know? Yeah. And all the prescriptions he was on that didn't fucking help anything. I guess it helped with the pain, but it's fucking, it's insane how that shit'll grip you. I know. Well, I mean, when they gave me my, uh, when I had to get my kidney stones out, uh, a lithotripsy, and um, dude, I got hooked on pills by the end. I knew I was because I was seeking them out. I was like, wait a second, I got to stop this. And I did. I quit. I was just like, I see how people get hooked, though. You know? Yeah. Um, I had, actually, I had a friend of mine. I was like, man, uh, I'm in a lot of pain. Can we go get me a pill? I wasn't in any pain. You just wanted it. Yeah. That's the day I quit it. I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm. So. It gets a hold of people, man. It's uh, Drugs in general. Cocaine is one of the worst. I've never done it. I, haven't, I don't have any desire. Um, I don't either. It really gets a hold on people though, and and never really never really lets go. Like it's uh, a lot of people are can uh, do cocaine in moderation and be just fine. A lot of people can do heroin in moderation, sure, and be just fine, you know, right. But uh, something about the stuff that they put in the pharmaceutical grade really gets a hold of you. Yeah, like Adderall, that stuff was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I don't think I was addicted to it because I never felt anything coming off of it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, once I couldn't get the prescription anymore because I just couldn't fucking afford it, um, I started gaining weight and everything. I lost quite a bit of weight when I was on it before because mm-hmm. I would just find other things to do besides eat. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and my house was clean. It was nice. Yeah, it's, it's, and I was just taking twenty milligrams a day. There's some people that take eighty, hundred. It's, it's wild. My ex fiance was on it, Carrie. She was she was on it all. Um. It helped her, but man, I felt bad for her. I just I fucking, I know dozens of people that have been hooked on just regular old pills. People I went to high school with now, you mm-hmm. look at them and they've been hooked on pills for 20 years. And then they look, they look terrible. They look old. Yeah. They look they really look old. 10, 10 years older. A guy, well, shit, a guy I graduated with died last week. And I know he had some sort of addiction. Yeah. He was. He was a, we called him druggies in high school. He was a druggie. Yeah. (laughs) A woolly rhinoceros. Yeah. Look at that son of a bitch. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Can you Uh, imagine being a human and like there's all that shit going on? That was one of the things I was going to do in that fantasy I was writing is that uh, the, I guess we didn't live with the dinosaurs, but we lived with probably a woolly rhinoceros though. Definitely. We we lived with all the mega mammals. Um. I was going to uh, set the the North America, like the Native American place. That it was going to be like this 
North America on steroids. Instead of having one great lake, it was going to be this like giant inland freshwater sea mm-hmm. that was going to have like inland whales and like sharks and shit. Like sea monsters, you know, and then the animals around it were going to be like mega mammals and, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff. Crazy. Yeah, it was, it was good ideas. This is a video of a, you're insane. a cave lion that they found pretty well preserved. Well preserved bodies of ancient animals like cave lions or see you're hiding from the abominable That's snow not real. monster. If you do get trapped, just remember. I want to be a dentist. This is pork. I want to be a dentist. <laughs> Be careful with that. Apparently you get cancer. Hey everybody, I'm Patrick Jones, welcome to Buzz 60. So in this instance, scientists oh, discovered crazy. really well-preserved bodies of cave lions. They're that's supposedly 10,000 years old, or basically when humans began widespread pottery use. What a fun time for us. Cave lion size is comparable to that of today's lions, and they basically bopped around gobbling up horses, deer, reindeer, bison, and really wishing they could take down mammoths. They're thought to have gone extinct, well, right around the time these two cubs died. Hmm. They were found in the Russian state of Yakutia, which is home that's to 950,000. Do we need any more of that? No, that's it's fine. Fuck. Um, what should we talk about? <laughs> it gets it gets weird. Like, uh, well, because we don't want to do the same stuff we did on the show. Yeah, I think I might put this out on Wednesday. So. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, a movie I watched last night called Peanut Butter Falcon. It stars Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, who's I've heard of it? Really good actor. Yeah. It's, oh uh, yeah, he's as great. Wild as he is and crazy, he's fucking good. And uh, it's about a a boy with Down syndrome who lives in an old folks home because that's the only place they could find that would take care of him mm-hmm. because his family's gone and he uh, desperately wants to escape and go to uh, Saltwater Rednecks Wrestling School <laughs> who was played by Ned and Stacy he was Ned uh, <laughs> can't think Ned and Stacy remember it was like an old sitcom was it uh, Thomas Hayden Church I believe so yeah he was in Wings. Yes. Let me see. I want to make sure. yeah. Thomas Hayden Church is saltwater redneck, and the whole it's a journey to get to uh, to his wrestling school. This boy with Down syndrome. Yeah. Dakota Johnson plays like the the school marm, the caretaker of the old folks home. Yeah. And his roommate in the old folks home is uh, old man. Um, he was George in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. George. Oh, uh, his fucking... I uh, can't r- fucking remember his name to save my Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern is his roommate. He's only in a little bit of the movie, Bruce Dern. Mm-hmm. But he helps him escape so he can go to Saltwater Rednecks Wrestling School. And he runs... He, he lubes him up and he gets through the bars because they put bars because he was always trying to escape. Yeah. And everybody was in... All the residents of the old folks home were in on getting him to escape so he could go to Saltwater Rednecks Wrestling School. <laughs> but they lubed him up and he squeezed out the window in his underwear... <laughs> and he's running <laughs> And he runs into Shia LaBeouf Who's like some a piece of shit guy And uh, they do a little journey To uh, get to Saltwater Rednecks Wrestling School Jake the Snake's in it Oh awesome um, Mick I, Foley I bet he's a great actor He's really good dude Yeah He was he, really good He always looked like he was somebody That had have a lot of presence and stuff Yeah he definitely I mean you remember his uh, He's one of the best guys the on the pros. mic. Yeah, I mean, oh, his, his body was terrible, but he was just, you know. Yeah, he, his, he was in good shape, but he wasn't jacked or anything. Right, right. 
I'm going to pull up my favorite Jake the Snake promo. It should be the first one. There it is. Of course, there's a fucking 15-second ad for HBO Max. We know you're here, HBO Max. Yeah, we all know. It's getting, it's getting a little bit obnoxious. We'll get to you when we get to you. Okay, buddy? Yeah. Jake the Snake Roberts, the match is This might hand. be the best promo of all time. Oh, well, the million-dollar man, Ed DiBiase. Here we are at WrestleMania, and it's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line. Namely, the million-dollar belt. Oh, yeah. It can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back <laughs> is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget. We remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them, and you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate (laughs) that the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed wallowing in the muck of avarice. That's awesome. I remember when he said when he said that. Longfellow couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Fucking Gene. Yeah. But um do you remember Jake or not Jake, but uh Million Dollar Man's promos back in the day? Yeah. Like what he would do. Like he'd bring a kid up, I need you to dribble that basketball fifteen times in a row without messing up and you'd get to and these were all plants. Right. But still and you'll get $100, and the kid would get to 14 then he'd kick the basketball. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and all kinds of shit like that, and it made you just fucking hate him. You know that was based on Vince? <laughs> Vince did that? Vince, no, Vince didn't do that, but the character itself was based on Vince. I think uh, Bruce Pritchard came up with the character. Okay. Because... Um, well, that makes sense now. Ted DiBiase had this amazing laugh. Yeah. And uh, he said it's it sounded like a... Like a Lex Luthor, rich billionaire type laugh. It should have been the nowadays he'd be the billion dollar man, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, like million. <laughs> Vince would uh, like give like there was a guy smoking on a plane back in the eighties, and Vince gave him a thousand dollars just to put a cigarette out. Awesome, because he wouldn't do it, and he's yeah. like, "Fine, I'll give you a thousand dollars." Shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and when uh, DiBiase left to go to WCW and join the NWO, that's when. Mr. McMahon was born, and it's pretty much just the same character. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. God, when he does that gorilla walk, that is the most obnoxious <laughs> fucking thing. You remember him walking out, and he God. tore both of his quads getting in the ring? Yes, because he was on so many steroids, <laughs> and, his, and his tendons didn't adapt. He didn't even decide to stretch one time. God. <laughs> just do an evening stretching routine, Vince. God, he's so terrible. He's the best. He provided us so much entertainment, and now we can hate him, and it's still fun. <laughs> It is fun. Prick. Mm. Um, yeah, the, that movie, um, it really relies on, you know, the the phrase retard strength? Yes. Like, <laughs> this kid is weirdly strong. 
the uh, Down syndrome boy. And I was like, that's a weird thing to throw in there. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's insanely is. strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's rather inappropriate. Yeah, but it's a, it's a good movie. I want everybody to watch it so we can all make fun of it together. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, what else is there to talk about? Do you... Uh, so you worked uh, yesterday evening and today? Yeah. That's I had awesome. to do a quick return. It's never fun. Um, it wasn't a bad shift, but, you know, uh, I'm glad, though, because I'm off this evening and I'm off for the next two days, too. So it's like I still got a day off, but, you know, I just had to work. You were going to have three days off. Yes. Yeah, what are you going to do? Hmm. A little bit of extra cash. Yeah. Um, I'm going to – I was going to do something – I'm sorry, I've got sugar rush like crazy, and it's kind of making me confused. The staggering amount of junk food I yeah, you just ate uh, a lot of. Um, <laughs> let's go over. You had a biscuit. <laughs> oh, that makes me. That, that makes me. Are you going to get the biscuit right now? No, I'm eating the biscuit. Oh, you have a, a half of a double decker fudge round. No, I've already eaten that. Oh, oh yeah, sour patch kids. There's still a half a bag of those sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, you, you came in here with Sour Patch Kids. Um, a Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, a biscuit, um, double-decker fudge round, and chips. Uh, salt and vinegar potato chips, mm-hmm. which I disapprove of. I think it's un-American to eat salt and vinegar potato chips. But I'm not going to stop you from doing it. I can't enjoy them on a sandwich or whatever, but... Uh, as far as just eating chips goes, I like just regular old potato chips. You just know potato I mean? chips? Yeah. Salt. No barbecue? No. no. I don't like barbecue potato chips. Oh, fuck. I love them. The only barbecue I like chip-wise is like um, Fritos or Flavor Twists, something like that. Hmm. That's where I go. I'm not a big fan of corn chips. Hmm. What about... Uh, like corn tortilla chips. Yeah, they're not Those bad. Are fun mm-hmm. to dip. And you're not a fan of guacamole, are you? No. I like it. Not at all. How you like that, you queens? Queens? <laughs> queens? Queeves. Um, I'm trying to think of something that we could go off on a rant on here. I don't want to go off on a rant here. <laughs> um... We didn't really discuss uh, Trump's Axios interview in depth. Yeah, we um, did a little bit, but not much. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying. I mean, he's the guy did did a great interview because he didn't let him get away with shit. He would. Yeah, he's, he's um, he does you know what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. with everybody, but nobody does it right because they don't want their access taken away. Because right. if you grill the politicians, they won't talk to you anymore. Exactly. So what happens is they just lob softballs, and you can. Chris Wallace didn't. Chris Wallace, and he's on Fox. Mm-hmm. But I haven't watched the entire interview. He I've didn't go after him like he should have. The clips, but he, you know. But I mean, like I said yesterday, what happened to Trump there is what happens to almost anybody whenever they get asked a follow-up question. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I agree with that, but I don't. I think that... Well, uh, he, he 
he takes it way worse than yeah, anybody yeah. else does. Yeah. He's afraid to say, I don't know, which most people are too. But I mean, his, his staggering inability to – nothing in his life has ever been his fault. Well, no. You know, he, he fucked around his wife because his wife got fat. You well, yeah. Know, he, you know, he's, he's that kind of guy. And if she would, if she would just take care of herself, I wouldn't. I mean, he's a man in supreme physical condition. <laughs> That's what kills me. He's never been attractive. <laughs> he was okay when he was younger. Ah, not really. He's all right. Come on. Let's look at young Donald Trump, shall we? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and let you besmirch the good goddamn name of my president. Young Donald Trump. Is that a uh, T Public? Yeah. It is a ripped-off Midnight Gospel t-shirt. Let me see here. Young Donald. Look at that. Look at that handsome young fella. Okay. His little military school uniform. He was Let just born to have wild hair. He, had, hadn't he been such a massive piece of garbage, would have been attractive. But he's such, a, uh, such an awful person. That it just makes he's he's so loathsome that you just don't want to you know you hate him. So that makes somebody ugly. His hair does him no favors. No, it does. Like when he was younger, this is where it started to go downhill. Like just shave your head, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, or just have a skullet. You know, but no, he he has to have some sort of weave mm-hmm. or whatever's going on up there. It's a he grows it, and it's just it's so fucked up. Like, and he thinks it looks good, you know. I don't like this. That that's not terrible. No, it's a fine looking head of hair. But this other this other stuff that's going on, man, it's uh, it is wild. Trump says people used to uh, tell him he looked like Elvis. Okay. Um, I can see it. Honestly, I can see it. Look. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. actually. He did kind of... They both have those sleepy-looking eyes and shit, you know. Elvis's was from drugs, though. His sleep... Even guy. that young? <laughs> no. <laughs> you an Elvis guy? I like Elvis. I don't, eh. I don't love Elvis. Like, I'm, I'd rather listen to the people that he ripped off. Yeah, that's what I was... Not ripped off, but, like... Yeah. Was it, people he, he was ripped off? By. Yeah, he did. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they were they were not really given any royalties for what they did, and you know, he just stole something from a market because people wouldn't listen to it because they were black, and he sang it, and then now now I can listen to it and like it, you know. But as yeah, far well, as talent goes, singing, no, he was not untalented. It was extremely talented. Extremely talented. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anything about the guy's talent, but I'm also saying. That there were people who he ripped off who were way more talented than he was. Oh yeah, little so, Richard. I mean, oh god, that's who's more so talented much. than that guy? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a good fucking question. Yeah, he got to start as a drag queen. Really? He did drag in the the forties. I'm guessing they did that. That was then. a big thing in the black community. A lot of people don't know that in the black community, it was big in the early twentieth century. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it was in Jet Magazine and Ebony Magazine, like the International Drag Show or whatever, and it's all black people. That's where RuPaul got okay. influenced. And I mean, RuPaul isn't that old, mm-hmm. but it was a big thing. And um, there was like some sort of a campaign against it. 
and it because it's indecent. Yeah, yeah fuck that. Like the uh, the real churchy black people, and then they team up with the white people because they would do it in the <laughs> yeah. Hon- they 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 would they, do it in the juke joints. The white people use that that element of the black population as a truncheon against the majority. You know, let me look. That they up. do that to every other group. Though they, they have that small group of. It's like the thing with the Redskins. You know, they. They find people who even and what kills me is people who self-identify as Native Americans who are not Native American, and they say it doesn't offend me, and I'm a Native American. My great great grandmother was a Cherokee princess. That doesn't exist. That's not real. The first uh, drag queen was a former slave. His name was William Dorsey Swan, but to his friends he was known as the Queen. Both of those names had been forgotten for nearly a century before I rediscovered them. Let's not pat yourself on the back too much. Before I rediscovered them while researching at Columbia University, born in Maryland around 1858. Swan endured slavery, the Civil War, racism, police surveillance, tortured behind bars, and many other injustices. But beginning in the 1880s, he not only became the first American activist to lead queer resistance group, he also became, in the same decade, the first known person to dub himself Queen of Drag, or for more familiarly, a drag queen. In 1896, after being convicted of a, and sentenced to 10 months in jail on the false charge of keeping a disorderly house. <laughs> Man, I'd be in jail for fucking ever. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> a euphemism for running a brothel. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Swan demanded and was denied a pardon from President Grover Cleveland for holding a drag ball. This, too, was a historic act. An historic act? A historic act? And They didn't write it. Uh, it made Swan the earliest recorded American to take a specific legal, legal and political steps to defend the queer community's right to gather without threat of criminalization, suppression, or police violence. When I tell people that I'm writing a book about the life of a former slave who re, uh, reigned over a secret world of drag balls in Washington, D.C. in the 1880s, the looks of shock, delight, and even confusion on their faces tell me all I need to know. And this is from The Nation, written by, I like to credit people, written by Channing Gerard Joseph. That's fucking wild. Um, my research on Swan began 15 years ago when I stumbled upon a Washington Post article on, on, from April 13th, 1888. The headline leaped off the page, Negro Dive Raided. 13 black men dressed as women surprised at supper and arrested. <laughs> According to other news account, uh, more than a dozen escaped as the officers barged in and Swan tried to stop them, boldly telling the police lieutenant, you is no gentleman. <laughs> in the ensuing brawl, the queen's gorgeous dress of cream-colored satin was torn to shreds. The fight was also one of the first known instances of violent resistance in the name of LGBTQ rights. The 19th century observers, two 19th century observers, Swan's dance party was a shocking and immoral, immoral fiasco perpetrated by a vanishingly tiny minority of freaks. The National Republican, another Washington Daily, uh, said of the men arrested at the raid, it is safe to assert that the number of number living as do those who were taken into custody last night might just be exceedingly small. It's crazy. But yeah, all that shit came from the, from black people. That's we, nuts. Yeah. And then, and forward a hundred years later, it's uh, black people voting against the gay marriage in California. Like 2013 or 14, whenever that well, was, because things change. Yeah, I but mean, still, I mean, I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but there's no uh, lack of black folks on that show. No, I mean, but that's you know, that's one of those things that crosses all lines. People are 
people are human and humans are going to want to do you know they share all those commonalities so it looks fun i've been to a drag show before yeah we used to go um i worked at chili's we had a guy who uh, did one he was really good he was extremely talented he sang you know real great to entertain we used to go all the time it was um We'd go to Eaton Park in Morgantown after we went to the bars, and we used to be all in there because they had breakfast uh, buffet mm-hmm. at like three in the morning. And drag queens would come in there. They were a lot of fun to, to shoot shit with. They let you grab their tits and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They're non-existent. Tits. Yeah, some of them had implants. implants. Yeah. yeah, so I guess they would be considered trans unless they don't consider themselves trans. They're just dudes with tits. I'm not sure. <laughs> don't have what a fucking work. minefield! Don't know how that all works out. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say. But uh, a lot of people don't know that. It's pretty wild. That sounds like Trump. A lot of people are saying <laughs> he's so awful with that dude. It's just it's ridiculous. Hmm. Have you ever thought about dressing in drag for a goof? No, I mean I'm just I wouldn't look good at all. In I it. think it would be disrespectful since I'm not going to do it all the time. I don't know. I mean, that's a lifestyle. I mean, uh, um, I approve of anybody how they want to live. So I can't stand this conversation. Do you think they should be allowed to do that? By, by who? That is so dumb. Yeah. By who? <laughs> the only thing you shouldn't be allowed people. to do is something that hurts. Apparently, person. you. You're one of those people. Why ask the fucking question? Yeah, the only thing that uh, you shouldn't be allowed to do is something that directly affects another person. Well, that, this way. is their argument. Well, that's uh, it, that harms children and stuff like that. It's just like, no, it doesn't. They kids don't care. You know, no, they, take things in stride. They and how's a drag show at a bar at midnight going to harm a child? Well, they, yeah, you know, why are you taking your kid to a bar for? <laughs> how are they? How's that bar letting that kid in? Well, I mean, and. Some of the things that carry carry weight and not anything in that matter, like the thing with Donald Trump or even any politician, I do believe that there is a definite correlation between how society acts as opposed to how to, how the people that they follow act. I do believe that there are, that racism is a greater thing under Donald Trump. I don't believe there's any argument that it can't there. Any argument against is foolish. I mean, because it's just. Obvious. Um, I think that racists feel emboldened. I think that uh, he brings out the worst parts of the American character. Um, America's has Americans have some truly loathsome characteristics. Um, character characteristics. Um, one is the trolling. They like to piss people off. That is a big thing. Um, I don't. I don't know if that's uniquely American, but it is certainly. A massive part of the American character. Um, it's not unique, I don't think, but probably not unique. But I think we're a group that actually revels in it. So, um, to own the libs or to own the yes, conservatives, that's exactly a big thing. that thing. That we're it's just teams, you know. Um, that's a thing. Um, I think that the <clears throat> the crass display of wealth is something that's you know what I mean. It's like. Anybody who would feel shame for being what they are with that would look at him and say, well, he does it, so I'm okay to do it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just believe that uh, society takes its cues from the people who are, quote-unquote, in charge. And uh, that also includes celebrities. So, you know, 
is it a coincidence that so many women have gigantic asses now since the Kardashians Kardashians have come about? And I thank them for that. Well, I'm not saying it's if, a, if bad you get it the right way. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm, the, the surgery. No, I'm not down with it. It looks terrible. You do what you want to do. It looks terrible. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Yeah. Like the non-doctored photos you've seen, it, it looks ridiculous. It is so fucking stupid. And you do squats, man. And and the like the CrossFit girls, their asses are flawless. Like I mean, it is unreal. Couldn't even get your dick in there. <laughs> There's no way I would really try <laughs> But I mean No you They're just They're 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 perfect And you know And that's not even really My thing completely But they're just That transcends it um, Yeah I like the fact that Like we Like Joe Rogan Actually brought this A lot To a lot of people's attention The fact that they have Their own Properati Who they employ Yeah I mean it's So they So they're They can Have control of the photos Oh, oh CrossFit. Who ass. is that? Uh, is that Brooke, Brooke Wells? Brooke She's Wells. one of my favorites. She is a fucking brick shit house. Look at that. I'll tell you what, bud. It doesn't get much better than that. That is a nice American ass. Yeah. You don't get those asses in a lot of other places. Is it just me or is there a segment of Look at that one? That's fake. That's implants. That's definite. Um, Tatiana that's, Girardi. Is that the girl that was just in the other picture? No, it's a different girl. That girl's real. She's you hot you can see the muscles in her legs. I'll show you one. Uh, God, what is that girl? She's a French girl. Who's, she's, she's a here French now. girl. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? That is real, I would think. I'll show you Natasha Alley. She's fucking, uh, she's muscular as all hell, but she's still fucking hot. And her ass is, it's about as good as it gets. That's, uh, oh Lord. She's big too. Yeah. And she's still hot. She's definitely on gear. Like she's definitely on gear, but she's, she's probably taking a low dose of Anavar or something like that and just busts and just works her ass off. So let's look up yoga girls asses. Shall we? There you go. Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking America <laughs> right there. She's actually Canadian. <laughs> I watched another movie last night called um, A um, a Simple Favor that has uh, Anna Kendrick and Br- Blake Lively. I'm not sure it gets better looking than Blake Lively. That chick is a fucking fox. Isn't she with... Uh Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds always crops her out of the photos of them. <laughs> He's hilarious. He's, yeah. But Blake Lively, she's like seven foot fucking tall. Yeah. Statuesque. Gorgeous. Has a great voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When she talks, a good actress. She was an accepted. Yeah, she was. It's a good movie. Yeah. Ask me about my wiener. <laughs> Louis Black was in that. Did you write a book? Yeah, that's back when I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I wanted to say Anna Kendrick has sneaky big tits. And that's the type of thing that can bring America together. There's got to be like gifts about that sneaky big tits. Yeah, she's got sneaky big tits. Let me tell you what. Um, but yeah, um, yoga girls asses are getting some love over here, too. Check them out. Definitely. 
I'll take any old ass, really, at this point. I'm so lonely. <laughs> I know you feel. Cry myself to sleep every night. Check those out. Good Lord. Look at them cheeks. Sometimes I... Uh, Here's one. I peruse Instagram. Hello. If I can get to... Hell yeah, dude. Damn it, they won't play. It might be a picture of a GIF. Well, there's the GIF. You can see the GIF right there. Oh, praise God. How good is God? There's that one right there. She looks like, bang. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes I peruse Instagram and check out uh, yoga girls or CrossFit girls' ass, and I just think about all the loveliness in this world that sweet Lord Jesus has given to us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There. Anyway, you were talking about Trump or something? (laughs) (laughs) I've completely forgotten. Look at that. Come on, load up, bud. Oh, it's gone now. Well, that's not good. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's insane. Anyway, who do you think uh, Biden's going to pick for his vice president? I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Kamala Harris. Ah, terrible. She's a cop. Yeah. You know the, the whole we're we're at we're at relative ver, uh, relative levels of terrible at this point. I guess. I mean, that's, it's all terrible. I mean, I think she's far. He could pick better. I think that uh, Tammy Duckworth. Is a better choice. I think that as a as a vice president, she can be a virtual second secretary of state because she's uh, tough. She knows military matters. You cannot you cannot intimidate her or back her down. You know, uh, I love the fact that she Fox News tried and she she accepted it both with uh, um, um, like immense grace and you know with a shrug. You know, Tucker Carlson said something, and they expect her to get all upset. She's just like, who is he? You know, fuck him. That's basically what she said. <laughs> like, he's a worthless piece of shit. Why should I get upset? I don't know that she can be vice president, though. Why? Born in Bangkok, Thailand. She, if she's born in an army base, which that she was, true that's on American soil. Okay. An American politician, former U.S. Army lieutenant colonel, serving as junior United States senator from Illinois since 2017, a member of the Democratic Party. But you, you're going to be bet your bottom fucking dollar they would bring that up. Mm, nationality American and Thai. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Tucker Carlson backed off of that real quick. He had a couple of segments and he shut his fucking mouth. Because he probably got so many people threatening his life that he just figured out I should shut up now. Tammy Duckworth. Who would Governor Pritzker choose to fill Tammy Duckworth? She okay, so she, I, I'm guessing her dad was a uh, soldier or something mm-hmm. over in Thailand. Yep. Huh. I guess he found him an old a Thai gal and uh, married her. Married her, knocked her up. Yep. Had little Tammy, Tammy Whammy Ding Dong. <laughs> I'd like to see Biden pick. Alex Jones as his vice presidential nominee. <laughs> God. Didn't it used to be that whoever lost the election was the vice president? I don't think so. Didn't, wasn't that a thing way back? Like you'd have the like you'd have the consolation prize of being yeah. the vice president. I don't think I don't think that would be because then you'd have somebody with you'd have nearly, a nearly as much power to kill the president. Yeah, that's a line of succession deal. 
So, um, people being people, yeah, it would, uh, you couldn't get anything done because they'd been trying to, they'd be trying to undercut you. Hmm. That's interesting. This Tammy Duckworth broad, she's in a wheelchair. Uh, she has uh, prosthetic legs as well. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Prosthetic legs are cool. I like the fact that her bravery and all that shit is unimpeachable, too. I like the fact because it forces the people who would normally, because they know racism is not socially acceptable, but then they're caught between a rock and a hard place because they're forced to resort to her race to show what kind of actual scum they actually are, you know? So God, some white people are just really, really fucking bad people. Yeah. Some, all people are really bad. people. I'm no, but I'm just saying this whole fucking thing, this, this Donald Trump thing, it just really brought out the worst in so many people. It's brought the best in Donald Trump. We've never seen a president (laughs) shine the way we've seen old Donnie. Donnie Big Lips. It's so ridiculous. I've, I've noticed too. He'd be the world's worst poker player because you know what? He, he, have you have you noticed when he's really lying? He does his arms a lot, mm-hmm. you know. And when he knows something is, you know, he he really goes into it. Like it's it's obvious that he's lying. So yeah, he definitely has a tell. Yeah, or he'll look away. I mean, he's a fucking child. Look at the charts. The charts, the graphs, the or, or this one, or, or, or here's the biggest one. I, I don't know him. I don't know him. You know, like the thing with John Lewis. What do you think John Lewis's legacy is? Be I, I don't know. I don't know John Lewis. You he know, didn't come to my inauguration. He kept saying it. He kept fucking saying it. I've so wanted to engage a Trumper on this fucking point, but I'm not on Facebook or really want to argue in public. That might. So. That's probably. I mean, I, I I do believe he's the greatest president we've ever had, and I love him, and I'm sexually attracted to him. But his worst quality is that he's so petty. <laughs> it means crazy. He's so petty. <laughs> no, it's like a fucking kid. Oh man, <laughs> check out those cheeks. I'm still on this. Oh my god. Hmm. <laughs> I'm getting back in the gym like hardcore tomorrow. I've I've actually even planned out my diet, like calories and everything. I've never done that before. What's the plan? Um, well, I have to take in to get, to build muscle and not also gain an, an inordinate amount of fat. I have to take in thirty five hundred calories a day. So that includes six eggs in the morning with a protein shake, a steak for the next meal with broccoli, and a protein shake, two cans of tuna, and then for the evening it will have to be some kind of chicken. You know, uh, probably some yogurt thrown in there somewhere because I just love yogurt. I love getting yogurt and putting honey in it. One of my favorite things. So it's it's kind of bulk up season. So I'm going to get yeah. It's almost time. For, it's almost uh, cuffing season. I think that's what the girls call it. Get hooked up with a dude for the fall and winter. <laughs> yeah, cuffing season. Really? Allow me to look it up. And then they. Dump, I've been and, I've been skipped over for the past eight. Years. And then they dump him in the summer. I think it's a mutual thing. Yeah, cuffing season. Very first thing I looked up here. It's the period from October to March when people desire to be cuffed up with someone and no, not in the Christian gray type of way. Cuffing season is when people start to want to be tied down in a serious relationship, says licensed clinical psychologist Dara Bushman. So it's, it reflects a natural, a natural yeah. thing. It's like when it's like rutting season. Yeah. Okay. It's whenever you, uh, it's time to 
make uh, pot roasts and sit on the couch. Do family and, things. And hold your coffee cup with two hands. <laughs> and you wear sweatpants. <laughs> and you eat uh, pumpkin spice stuff. Oh, Even though pumpkin spice stuff is available year-round. I know, but only it's so fucking it good. It is really good. Like fucking Dunkin' Donuts. God, I'm like, no, I can't do it tomorrow. Because I'm eating good tomorrow, but that they they've got their pumpkin spice stuff out now, like their pumpkin donuts. <laughs> God, I, sweets are such, such my fucking downfall. My grandma used to make a pumpkin cake. I like a good pumpkin cake, cream yeah. cheese dressing, icing, icing dressing, whatever. I like, I like what you're saying though. Yeah. Cream cheese dressing. <laughs> <laughs> That's scratching me right where I itch. <laughs> It was good as fuck. Now my, my mom can't make it worth a pumpkin shit. cookies. Yeah, my aunt Boots used to make pumpkin cookies, and they were so fucking good. And they always came in the same container. So whenever I'd come in for a holiday, and I saw that container on the on the on the table, I got really excited. Except one year, I opened it up, and there was some kind of dish in it, and I was really fucking pissed. Mm. It's like, what the fuck is this shit, Aunt Boots? You have one job, you old whore. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> no, my mammal and both of her sisters, uh, Beulah Boots and Honor, could all three cook their fucking asses off. It was unreal. That was Appalachian cooking at its best. Mammal could make a, a lemon pound cake. I could sit there and eat the whole fucking thing. I mean, because it. It was one of those that's kind of it's kind of spongy at the top, and then it gets more dense as it gets to the to the, to the bottom. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And you get around the bottom where it's stuck to the plate. Oh yeah, and it's just and then it had the the lemon icing on top. I have got a real serious problem with sweets. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a schedule for cuffing season: scouting, which is looking for a partner online, is between August 1st and 31st. Drafting is when you pick your top candidates between September 1st and the 30th. Tryouts go on a bunch of first dates from October 1st to 31st. Preseason get more serious with one or two prospects November 1st to 30th. Cuffing season. Uh, Pick your best match and be exclusive for the holidays December 1st through January 15th. Playoffs. Playoffs? Survive the holidays. Playoffs? Playoffs. We can't even get a first down. You want to talk about Playoffs. <laughs> Fucking Jim Mora. Um, it's one of the greatest clips ever. Yeah. <laughs> Survive the holidays and consider long term potential January 16th to February 13th. Championship game. Offer official boyfriend girlfriend status and celebrate Valentine's Day on February 14th. It's the official schedule I can't, for cuffing season. The thing with dating, man, I, I don't. It's so stressful. Like, it's, it's so fucking stressful that. You know what I mean? Like, I do. There's issues of trust and all that stuff. And, you know, there's issues of, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's a minefield. And it's, I've not even really tried to do it until recently. And it's just, I don't know. Like, there's so much bad thing of things about me on the internet. If you really like, listen to this, I'm going to say terrible things, just trying to make you laugh. And if you just write it down and read it, I could be fucking executed for that shit. Ah, uh, shit. You know? Anybody know? Anybody who listens to this and can't understand context. I mean, we joke about the racism thing and all that stuff. We're all on this show are virulently anti-racist. I mean, we... It's ridiculous. You know, it's just... Um, and that's just one of the issues. Like, 
uh, context matters, you know, and it's uh, anybody should be willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. That's the thing. That's the thing on cancel culture. No benefit of the doubt. None. There's no nuance, no context, no, no. benefit of the doubt. Exactly. None of it. But I, I, I worry about that type of stuff. Um, I worry that he's not going to like me. I don't really worry about that. I'm, if you put me in a, in a uh, on a date with somebody, it's just like a job interview. I can. I've never interviewed for a job that I didn't get. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, I can charm the pants off anybody. I don't know, man. I'm uh, pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty quick witted. Wit. Wit. It's uh. I don't know. I just need to get in the. Uh, I need to get in the spirit of, you know, trying to find the dame to bang. You know. <laughs> Also, too, man, it's getting older. All the people we're associated with, all of us are getting older. And you're starting to, when you move into your late 40s and early 50s, it's, that's crunch time. Like, because that's the person you're going to be with. So, you know, I've got 10 years. I've never really dated around, you know. I've had two, uh, well, I guess you want if you want to count a high school girlfriend as a relationship. I've had three relationships that uh, were official. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. The rest of it's either been one nighters or a month or two hanging out with somebody. Yeah. But uh, I don't even know if I know how to be around somebody else anymore, which will be fun to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I like meeting people. That's the thing. I like talking to people and um, all that. It's just. It's one once you make the commitment, then you open yourself up for the hurt. That's when it really gets nerve wracking and really stressful. So, I'm ready to do it. I'm, I want to knock some chick up, have five or six kids before God. I turn fifty and die. You would at blow the your age fucking brains out. I don't know. I don't have a gun. I would commit seppuku. That's <laughs> that's one of the funny things about uh, the. Uh, the uh, samurai uh, delicatessen. Anytime, like when he screwed the, up the guy's sandwich, he started to <laughs> to stay. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. Just <laughs> that was one of the best skits. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm open to uh, relationships, and I think the biggest part of it was I didn't really like myself for a really long time, so I don't think. It would have been good for me to be in a uh, relationship with somebody else and put them through that. Oh, shit. The worst part about it with me is that I've met at least a few people who would have been great candidates to be with. And I was so messed up, like from alcoholism and just dealing with issues that are gone, you know, and you can't get them back. So, uh, and that's true regret. But I mean, that's just the way things happen. You know, I, I don't really believe in fate or any of that stuff anymore. And, it's just bad luck, bad timing. So, you're really good at uh, finding women online and talking to them and stuff. I should give you the passwords to the uh, to my dating stuff, and you go find them for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Too, it's I, I find people talk, and I can see how a guy could become just a total piece of shit. And and lie to people, lie to women, and say that there's this. I'm not. I'm not willing to do that. I, but I do like talking to people. So, I, you know, honestly, look at them, 
listen to what they're saying, read what they have on their profile, whatever, and give them very honest attention. You know, they're, they're on there. They're putting themselves out there. That's the least you can do as opposed to just vestiges and say, hey, your tits look great and all that shit. Why the fuck would you do that? I mean. Some of them like that, I guess. Yeah, huh? they do. But what kind of quality of person is that going to be? You know, and also, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with. You know, a, a singles bar and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with, but just make sure that you don't lie to somebody. And you know, that's what's at stake at first. You know what I mean? You're, you're not lying to someone and tell them they're going to lead them on to think you're going to be in a relationship just to have sex with them. You need to dump them. Guys do that shit, man. It's awful. That's a, women do it too. It's an awful thing to do. It's an awful thing to do to somebody. And because then they're left with that thing of what did I do wrong or that stuff. You didn't do anything wrong. You're just you met a garbage person. You, you ran into somebody who's who was willing to hurt you to get what they want, and you know, and has no conscience about it. There's some truly vile people out there, and uh, and you meet them every day. That's sort of why I've been uh, celibate for the past uh, while here because I was doing one nighters and I just didn't like the way I uh, felt after Well there's nothing wrong with 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 that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I don't wrong. think there's anything wrong with it. I just didn't like the way I felt sure. cuz I felt that maybe they thought there was going to be something more or Sure. Whatever. And and that's the thing too. You're also not responsible for their expectations. That's true. Especially if they don't voice them, you know. If you go into it and you have both agreed you know, this is something be something physical and this and this. You know, if this is all it is, it's fine or whatever. And then, and then you don't hear from them again. Well, that happens. You know, that doesn't make necessarily make them a bad person. But if they lie to you and say I like you and all this stuff, and then they get what they want and then they ghost you, that's a garbage human being. That's a person with no balls, no guts. So, you know, I don't know. I I, I just don't like that. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Hopefully, I'll run into somebody here soon, or not. I'll just continue doing nothing. <laughs> you know, who cares? I like you know. One of the best things in life is uh, cheerful fatalism. You know, that's one of the be- best things about stoicism. Not even fatalism. It's one of the best principles of stoicism. Is you know, circumstances don't run your life. A set of principles run your life. So whatever happens, you have those principles. Courage. Uh, Courage. <laughs> Put them on. <laughs> Courage. <laughs> um, <laughs> sobriety. Uh, and I'm not talking about not taking drugs or anything. Like sobriety is in sober thoughts, is in, you know, grounded um, virtue Trying to be the best person You know how to be and, and trying to be a good person To other people And do not get down On their level I know Everybody has that thing Where somebody hurts you And you want to hurt them back What good is that going to do you? And I'm not saying Don't be human Like I, I actually Created a video After something that hurt me And I put it up there And I said We all I don't agree with This thing that says You can't hate people By all means Hate them if there's somebody out there that's hurt you, hate them. But realize the fact that A, they don't they probably don't care. And B, that is by that's effective on the short term. 
I've always put it this way. When you're building a fire, fire is an effect. I mean, hatred is an effective accelerant, but it is not something that's going to maintain a fire. It's not a slow-burning thing like discipline or virtue or anything like that. Now, don't get me wrong, man. Somebody pisses you off. You have a girl hurt you, all that stuff. Use it. Use, use it till you can't fucking use it anymore, till it, till it numbs it. But then you have to have something solid for that to have been built on. So, I mean, that's what I do. I'll have people make me mad or whatever, and I, my thing is I go to the gym and I do it. I have a great workout, and that's just what I do. But I don't hang on to that. And another thing, I don't hate them forever. You know, you just have, you eventually have to forgive them. That doesn't mean you have to love them. But, yeah, you don't but just don't actively hate them anymore. You don't have to have drinks with them or anything. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anybody that I actually hate. Me either. Right Th- now. There were. but I've had that. Yeah, I've had it. But no, there are people that I dislike or... Uh, dislike is dislike. Dislike is like, I just don't care for that person. You know, that doesn't mean... Hatred is an active thing. You're, you're, you're using something actively that is a negative emotion. That's not going to last... Um, and it's also going to bring you down. Exactly. It's actually been proven that it's not good for you physically. You know, if you you always get that feeling right there. Yeah, that that pit of that pit of your stomach shit. It's awful. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, yeah, I was uh, I went through a bad period where uh, hatred was one of the most basic parts of my character. I hated so many people. That's a very. That's another thing. That's a very immature way to look at the world. I mean, I'm me against the world, not stuff. Okay, you're not Tupac. <laughs> I actually had put that on a, wrote that on a piece of paper and hung it on a sign. Of me against the world. That's that was my whole childhood, which included my young adulthood, even into my twenties and my thirties. Was that whole thing, and it did not get me anywhere except messed up. You know, I mean, I didn't have it as bad as some people. But I did. But I had it far worse than, than than some. You know. You know, I didn't land an AA for nothing. Yeah. So you know, and I don't think it's necessarily just because I was uh, immature and have and and damaged. It's because I I how I reacted to it. You are not responsible for the damage that happens to you, but you are responsible for your reaction to mm-hmm. it. So. I reacted badly, and I didn't realize that. And now I'm in my 40s, and my 40s, my 50s, and even my 60s are going to be great. It's going to be the best part, best period of my life. I've kicked off my 40s pretty fucking good. I've well, lost, that's good. Lost yeah, 150 exactly. Pounds. You absolutely have. You've 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 come. A lot of people who would have been in your position would have ended up dead because mm-hmm. they would have allowed themselves to just shrug their shoulders like that guy you worked with. Yeah. Who said? What did he say? I mean, you're going to die anyway. Exactly. Well what the fuck yourself. is that? Enjoying yourself. So eating garbage and feeling bad is enjoying yourself. That's life. It's like people who eat, drink, and be merry and all that stuff. Getting fucking fucked up on drugs and waking up from a black stupor and all that stuff. I did it. Get, newsflash. It ain't fucking pleasant. It is not fun. I did not enjoy. I thought it was. I mean, I had fun while I was. When you I was, have fun for a couple of hours. Yeah. And then you wake up the next day and the entire day is done. Exactly. It's ruined. Exactly. So now I've, if I'm going to drink, I've learned to stop whenever I've got a buzz and then water it down a little bit. Um, one drink an hour instead of one drink every five fucking minutes. Dude, I never, and I honestly think that I, if I started drinking again right now, I think I would be okay. But 
I'm not willing to take that chance. Fuck it. You don't need to. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I like my life how it is. I don't, I don't want to jeopardize it in any way. But I wish I'd known that when I was younger because, man, it was a race to get drunk because I just wanted to dull everything. Yep. So it, it made me feel things I didn't feel sober, confident, happy, always, always with fear, always with fear in the pit of my stomach, always. Like it was walk around afraid of everything. And, you know, it, and it's just that, that, that switch on me got flipped when I was young, very young. And that was my, that was my basic mode, you know, fear, 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 fear all the time. So it colored everything I did and, and, and every perception I had of a person or every situation I moved into, it was always there. That's not a good way to be. No, so. I would just, uh, I would come home from work on a Friday with like an 18 pack of beer. I would I would stop at uh, Taco Bell or something and get way more food than I needed. Yeah. Eat half of it, and then at three o'clock in the morning when I was done drinking, eat the rest of it. Right. So it's it's you're not going to have a good day the next day. No. And then Saturday night I would pretty much do the same thing again. And as you get older, you're not going to have a good week. And I would do all this by myself. Jesus, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, nobody would be here with me. <laughs> I remember that night. I came in the bar and you were there and you're like one of the only people there as before we ever, we were really friends. That was actually the first time we actually hung out. Yeah. And I got so fucking smashed. Like yep. it was just after it was before my divorce, but it was just after the separation. Yeah. We, I was separated. It was that freshly. Yeah. I was freshly separated. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, all of her stuff was still here in the, in the, uh, room up there getting ready to move out. And we just got hammered. Sat there and listened to Weezer songs. Yeah, that was. Uh, don't get me wrong, man. Right. That's a pretty good night. It was. We yeah. had fun, um, but it was. That was one of the worst nights of my life. Um, I mean, leading up to that. Yeah. Um, I didn't. You know, I, I I left. I think it was a week after that. I left for for the beach to live for two years and stayed drunk for two years. That was not good times either. But I'm glad all those things happened. Like, I would. I would honestly not change. Where I'm sitting right now for anything, you know, people, you know, having my daughter and her being such an awesome person and, you know, all that stuff, it wouldn't have been the same had I had things gone differently. So, right on, you know, I look forward to see what happens after uh, all this shit calms down. Uh, well, I think we're going to see. <sighs> Especially around here, like I said, I think we're going to see like a renaissance of things around here. Things are going to change around here for the better. I do, I do believe that. Um, I know that I really, one of my problems is I have a really bad problem with follow through. I'm really trying to change that. I'm really, really focusing on it. Um, trying to have fewer setbacks. Like today was a setback. But I know I'm going to go hard at it tomorrow, and I can make up for that. We'll so. just set back today all the garbage all the you garbage. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you got to pick a day, man. Yesterday, I uh, had the peanut butter and jelly, and then watching the fights, I went and got wings and a pizza from Pizza Hut, ate all of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. A large pizza? I just, yeah, I just gave myself a day. Yeah. Today, I had Taco Bell, and that's all I've had besides some nuts. Well, it's like this thing where, where I'm quote-unquote bulking up. This is not getting fat. This is... I'm accepting the fact that I'm going to probably remain this fat percentage for a while, but I'm going to pack on more muscle for when I cut Cultivating down. mass. That's just, 
him getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was hilarious. It was. But mm-hmm. I'm saying that a lot of guys, like Lee Priest was notorious for that. Like in the offseason, he'd gain 150 pounds. Good Lord. Yeah, he got really fat. And I was so hard on his heart and everything. I don't want to do that anymore. But in the winter months, I will accept that I'm going to be a little bit bigger and just lean into a little bit and get get big, get really big, and then I'll be able to cut down. Cutting will start March, April. So, you know, it would be around the time of the birthday, you'll be in great shape. So, you know, I'm okay with it. But that doesn't that includes just monitoring my calories, not just eating fucking everything in sight, you know. That's dumb. See that? <laughs> John Lithgow. It's Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> As, uh... <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes, it is. <laughs> Can he send it to you? The internet's undefeated. It is. Nothing's better than the internet. I'll send it to you so you can send it around to people. Okay. It's fun. All right. You think we should stop here? Yeah. About an hour and 25 in. Yeah, it's not a bad app. Not bad. We did uh, what we came here to do, and that's all that matters. Yep. All right. I think I'll pick a song to go out on. What do you think? Good. Let's see here. Let's do this. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves. Uh-huh.